I'm not going to lie to you. I sound weird because I was just running up and down a butte. It was only a couple of miles and some change, but it was about a thousand feet of elevation gain. And it was the middle of the hot afternoon. I don't know why I always do this to myself. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but I got quite winded and I had to slow down a few times. And when you breathe like that, it just takes it out of you. So if I sound a little bit froggy, I apologize. I just, I didn't want to not do a queen deep dive today. Maybe I should just talk like this because it's easier. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. But again, apologies for my kind of, yeah, froggy voice today. It's an experience. It's different. We'll get through this, I promise. But I just, I did not want to hold off on this dive because I've been thinking about this song now since last week, since I did my last dive. And this is, drum roll please, lots of drums, lots of cymbals. We love that stuff. Bring back that Leroy Brown. Dive number 32, track 11 on Queen's Sheer Heart Attack from 1974. This is another Freddie Mercury composition. And this is so much fun. It's one of the biggest style variations we're ever gonna get from the boys. This is nothing that you would expect. I'm probably going to say that 10 times in this dive because how can this possibly be the same band that played Great King Rat? an ogre battle, and the march of the Black Queen. And even, well, I guess Killer Queen, kind of. You, you, can, you can hear Killer Queen in this a bit, but this is by far one of the most fun, campiest, in the best way songs we're gonna get, and it's all marvelous Mercury here, wonderful, fabulous Freddie. This is musical vaudevillian rock a Billy. <laughs> I know, I know, that's a lot of... That's a lot of genres in in a song, but I couldn't pick one. And we have a little bit of all kinds of these like shuffle beats going on. And and again, the vaudeville, we have some jazz, we have some pointer sister influences. We'll talk about that. We have some very jazzy, it just, this is such a fun song. So fun. 118 beats per minute. So not super fast. It's actually quite comfortable as far as tempos go. But this thing is grooving along in the best, jazziest way. We're in 4-4 time signature and the key of C major. What? Yep. One key. That might be the first time ever we've had a Mercury composition in one key. Ladies and gentlemen, this is amazing. (laughs) This is incredible. Put that down. Mark that down, check that off. So as far as topic goes, ever heard of bad, bad Leroy Brown? Baddest man in town? This is a little bit of a follow-up to that character. Another selfish and dirty man who's out for himself, and as such, many are out to get him. There's this thing about listening to this album, Sheer Heart Attack. It's like putting your hands into a box of fun and having no idea what you're going to pull out next. And here we have, yeah, a bit of vaudeville, a bit of rockabilly and barbershop vocal harmonies, all courtesy of Freddie, by the way. A measure or two of double bass, yeah. 
some banjo, yeah, and even tack piano. This was the first major stylistic turn for Queen, even more than Killer Queen. And there isn't another thing like it in their entire catalog. Over a dozen albums, right? There's nothing else like this. It's fun, it's fabulous, and fast. Bring back that Leroy Brown regularly finds its way into my subconscious, and I hum it or whistle it on the regular. In fact, for the last few days, really more than the last week, as I've been thinking about, I'm getting up to this dive. I've been thinking about this song, and it's kind of addicting. It isn't something that I think right off the bat that you find very catchy or hummable. In fact, the first few times I heard it, it was so much of a departure. I wasn't even sure I really liked it. But for some reason, the more I've listened to it, the more I enjoy this thing. It's so much fun. Freddie is in fine vocal form here. I mean, he did all of the lead and the harmony vocals with so much sass and attitude. Dynamics in his performance. I mean, these falsettos and these full chest voices, just amazing. Giving us all the goods about Leroy Brown even while singing in that high falsetto. John's bass playing is so fast. It's extraordinarily fast. And as always, on point. Brian's little throwback solo style, along with that fabulous little banjo, throw in in there is a wonderful treat and a fresh change of pace. You'd think he'd been playing Dixieland music forever. He's that good in this little moment we have here. And Roger... He proves his versatility and then some with the shuffle beats and a wide variety of drums, cymbals, and flourishes. I love this little number. This thing has grown on me so much. It was played 215 times during the mid-70s. This was often included on set list as part of a medley with Brian on banjo featured much to the audience's delight. There were always cheers and claps and whistles when he would whip that thing out for those few measures. Many vocals though were often left out and this song was primarily played as an instrumental number, pretty short and sweet. Freddie's piano playing live. Let's talk about that. You have to remember he wasn't formally trained, at least not extensively. He was pretty much self-taught. So watching him play this song live is very impressive. He doesn't shy away from the ivories one bit. He hits them head on with such ferocity and aggressiveness. It's almost like he's beating this piano. It's, I think Roger once referred to Freddie as like this human metronome. He had incredible rhythm and he was always great to play with. Roger said that so many times that Freddie as a pianist was great to play with. His performance is just admirable when he plays this song live. And Roger adds some nice rolls and riffs that we don't get on the album version. A little bit different as performances go from one to the next, actually. You never quite know exactly what you're gonna get from the guys when they're doing these songs on tour. It keeps it fun, furious, and surprising for the audience, it's great. It's too bad, though, that John doesn't bust out a double bass for that little measure or two. But at least we do get Brian on the banjo. And it's a really bright spot. Kind of makes you go, what? And awesome. All at once. All at once. It's fabulous. So about the Pointer Sisters. Yes, Freddie mentioned the Pointer Sisters as an influence for this number. And the title and the lyrics were influenced by Bad, Bad Leroy Brown 
Jim Croce's U.S. number one hit just a few years before in 1972. This song is said to be a reprise of that number. Now, when it comes to overdubs and vocals, bring back that Leroy Brown has 70 vocal tracks on it. 70. Wow. That's an incredible amount of overdubs for one man to do. Can you imagine how long he stood there (laughs) at the microphone to get it done? And knowing Freddie, he was very, very disciplined in the studio, very methodical and very patient from what I've seen, at least in comparison to the other guys. Freddie was the great peacemaker. He's been referred to as such by, I think, all the other boys. I've heard Brian say it. I've heard Roger say it. And I think I've even heard John say that in, in interviews in the past, that Freddie was usually the one, despite his very assertive stage presence live, he was usually the one in the studio that would calm down the fire amongst the other guys because Roger and Brian would fight in the studio a lot. They both talked about that. They, they're they very, very strong-minded and they speak their opinions and, and they had some, evidently, some pretty controversial ones from time to time or on the regular in the studio. And Freddie was usually the one that would be, you know, kind of get things back on course. I can just imagine Freddie standing and getting through this thing and just absolutely. No, we're going to knock it out. We're going to do this. So impressive. 70 vocal tracks. And about that low note, that C2 in the verse lyric, bring back that Leroy Brown. I can't even do it. It's so low. This one little vocal line is a bit of a mystery. I've read it was Freddie singing and his voice may have been pitched down. I've read he simply killed himself to get the take. I've read it was producer Roy Thomas Baker. I think that's the one I've heard people mention the most. Someone tell me. If it's Freddie's voice, I'm pretty sure it's the lowest note sung on any Queen song by a member of the band. It's really low. I mean, it's not overwhelmingly low in the grand scheme of things when it comes to all music, but for Queen, you don't get those really low bass vocals from anyone. Even Brian, who has that wonderful softness and that richness in his low tone that I love so much. So if you know who that was, please tell me. I swear I read a definitive answer once and I can't for the life of me remember where it was. Maybe it was in that Queen As It Began book. Uh, I wish I had that book, you guys. I gotta dig it out of storage. I, I gotta find it before I start A Night at the Opera. I just gotta find it. So we have a little bit of praise. Drum Magazine commends Roger's drum work here for good reason, calling it a good example of his versatility. They wrote, quote, it really shows off Taylor's versatility. He nails dozens of kicks throughout this fast and tricky song and proves that he could have been a big band drummer or ably fit into any theatrical pit band if Queen hadn't worked out so well for him. So maybe he wouldn't have been a dentist. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have done that. Maybe he would have actually gone on to play in a symphonic orchestra. He always said he had to be in a band. He never even wanted to be a solo artist. That that was always his thing. Even though he did the solo albums, he was the first one in the band to do a solo album. He never wanted that to be his focus. In fact, he was asked that question after he did a promotional performance about whether or not he was going to tour his solo album. And he smiled and he shook his head and he said, no. He said, I, I'm happy with Queen. And I was like, yes, yes. 
You tell him, Raj. It's all about the mothership, as the guys always called it. It's all about Queen. But bring back that Leroy Brown. Fast, fun, bouncy, and all that jazz, literally jazz, harmony vocals that rival many singers of yesteryear, especially that moment where we get that lovely, woo, woo, bring back Leroy Brown. And it's all Freddie. That's the best part. I immediately think of much older jazz and ragtime numbers from the 20s or even 50s and 60s choral groups with all of those sweeping tight harmonies. The Supremes, and yes, the Pointer Sisters, it all comes to mind when I hear this. I even have flashes of the great Gatsby flicker in my brain. Freddie's personality and flair for drama, campy expression, and playfulness is over the top and so lovely here. But it's interesting because on paper, this story, the lyrics, quite mischievous and even dark. I mean, we've got lyrics like, can't stand no more in this here jail. I got to rid myself of this sentence. Got to get out the heat, step into the shade. Got to get me there, dead or alive, babe. (laughs) But against the fast moving pep of the dancing piano, the busy bass line, the soulful guitar, the cascading percussion, this is memorable, playful, and so catchy. I want to drive a little old zippy car down a winding road when I hear this. This is so jazzy. Even that moment in the bridge where it slows down a bit, becomes more soulful, more melodic, it moves with such ease. You'd never know this was a hardcore rock and roll band. And that's what's most impressive. Every lick, every snare, every guitar riff, Freddie's vocals that gleefully glide from note to note, they're so perfectly tuned into each other, making bring back that Leroy Brown done with such finesse, poise, and swagger. So stylish, truly, a surprising take with such joy and flair. They're so jovial. I want to go back to that with Queen. I love how positive and peppy they always are in almost every song. And this is just over two minutes. It's not long at all. But in it, we get this glittering piece of tinkling melodies. Freddie was so good at writing and performing. Bring back that Leroy Brown. I can't even say it without singing it. (laughs) So many songs like that with Queen that you say the title and you just, you have to sing it. Or like Brian's guitar solos that are so singable. I think I read that once, that his guitar solos were voted some of the most singable ever. I mean, admit it. Yes, raise your hand, please, if you've sang the Bohemian Rhapsody guitar solo. Or... The We Are the Champions guitar lines. Everybody knows those riffs. It just, it sticks. He was so good at writing lyrical guitar riffs, singing through his guitar. Absolutely stunning. And I got to talk about John again here because it's so impressive, that whole double bass bit that he pulls out. And the thing is, I remember reading about how he learned double bass for a much later number by the guys. Well, not a much later number, but a later song. But we get the first glimpse of it from him here. Even though it's just a short little riff, he didn't play through the whole song. Maybe that's why. But he obviously understood it enough to get it out for this lovely Bring Back That Leroy Brown. Go check out this song. Listen to it live. It's so good. It's so fun. It's such a contrast. Again, sheer heart attack and the many contrasts of genre. Marvelous, marvelous Mercury. 
I'll be back next time, hopefully in better vocal shape. Actually, I feel better as I went along here. So it was helpful to talk. I've got my cherry juice, by the way. Cherry juice is the best thing ever after a big workout. Ice cold cherry juice, straight cherry. Don't get the stuff that's watered down. Make sure it's from concentrate. Make sure it's only cherry juice. I digress about the juice, but it's important. Put some good stuff in you. Antioxidants. All right, guys, I'll be back next time talking some more Queen Deep Dives, talking some more goodness. Thanks for tuning in again. Can't thank you enough. Have a fabulous one. I'll be back next time. In the meantime, of course, you guys know it. Keep yourselves alive.